Sports, Politics, Life, North Kansas City Dental presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at nkcdental.com. It is a bombshell that I believe, and I absolutely believe it, when Tucker Carlson reported on X that his sources tell him that there was a classified briefing yesterday in D.C. with a House Select Committee and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who threatened the members of Congress in this classified briefing that if they don't get their blank together, raise the billions and billions and billions of dollars that Joe Biden and his cronies want for the Ukrainian army to continue losing a war, for us to just keep funding a war where they're retreating, they're losing ground, and not going to win no matter what. According to Tucker Carlson and his sources, Lloyd Austin told the members of Congress if they didn't get this done, that the Biden administration and Lloyd Austin were going to send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight meaning you're going to lose friends, relatives, acquaintances, constituents, and people from your district are going to die in this war if you don't fund it. This is extortion. This is the Biden administration saying, give us the money to keep sending everything to Ukraine, keep this neocon BS going, or we'll just send our 18, 19, 20-year-old kids and get them killed. What kind of Evil human beings talk like that. You know, we live in an era where you can't say certain words or certain things because it triggers people. So this is their big play. You can't say certain things because we don't want to make people uneasy. We don't want to trigger them. There's nothing more triggering than what Democrats will say. And there's nothing more evil that I can think of. A useless war in a country that's not part of NATO, that is losing even with our help, that is their only way they're going to get Russia back into Russia's borders. The only way at this point is for the United States to go fight that war. And we can't do that. We cannot do that. Think about it. We can't do that. And this comes on the heels a couple of days ago of John Kirby saying right in front of the podium that we have to fund this or we're going to lose it. And then if we lose Ukraine, then what happens? They border NATO states. Then they come in and try to take over NATO states. And then what? No, no, not the case. I mean, does any rational person think that Putin is going to try to go take over NATO countries? They're having a hard enough time in Ukraine. He's asking them to make more babies in Russia because they're losing people. Like, it hasn't gone great for Russia either. They've lost a lot. He wants Ukraine. I'm not even sure he wants all of Ukraine. He wants a piece of, what he really wants is for Ukraine to stay and for Zelensky to be his puppet. That's what he really wants. He wants to install his own leader in Ukraine and leave it there and have, have it run by Putin de facto, a surrogate, if you will. That's what he really wants to do. I, I, I don't even, I can't even comprehend that Putin is having this much trouble in Ukraine. Like if he really wanted to take NATO countries out, if he wanted a piece of Germany, he would have already bombed the crap out of Ukraine. He would have bombed Kiev. He'd have blown up. Zelensky'd be dead. All of his lieutenants would be dead. They would have had exact strikes, giant bombs. They would have leveled it all. If that's what they wanted to do, if this was Hitler trying to take over the world, that would have already occurred, and it has not. I'm not even sure Putin wants all of Ukraine. I think he maybe just wants 100 miles of it. The people that are Russian, 
They're actually Russians. Their religion is Russian Orthodox. They speak Russian. It's all different. The land that he's taking back, they'd probably vote to be part of Russia anyway. This is none of our business. We have no business being there. And now the Biden administration, the evil wretches that they are, threatening members of Congress in classified meetings so they can't go public and say this is happening, that we're going to send your uncles, cousins, and sons, which is a weird way to say it. We're going to send your uncles, cousins, and sons to Ukraine to fight this war and die if you don't give us the money. Give us the money or Americans will die. This is what we elected Democrats to do in this country. It's absolutely appalling. And John Kirby suggested this a couple of days ago. He started the thing out by saying it, talking about the blood that will be spilled if we don't fund this. And that no matter what, if they take over Ukraine, they're going right into NATO countries and then we're there fighting with them. We're in it no matter what. We need to stop them now with our money so we don't have to go to Germany and fight. What? I mean, I can't say unequivocally that that's impossible, that Putin isn't a madman and he wouldn't try to do something and take over a NATO country or try to attack a NATO country. And I'm steadfast with that. I think we're all steadfast with that. If, if Putin attacks a NATO country, we're in. We're in. There's no staying out. We, we made this agreement 75 years ago, longer than that. And we stand by that. Those people are our allies. They're important to us strategically. That's a part of the world that is important to us. Ukraine, not as important. Important, it'd be, it'd be great if we had Ukraine and they were, it was a democracy, which it most certainly is not a democracy. Ukraine is the shining example of what the American left wants to be here in the United States. They want to be Ukraine. They want to make America Ukraine again. That's what they want. They want complete and total, totalitarian regime and socialist policies and corruption and stealing money and oligarchs running the country. Does it sound like the Democrat Party to you? It does to me. That's all they want. I just want to know what kind of human being walks into a classified meeting. That's just chicken shit, by the way. If you're going to say it, say it publicly. At least John Kirby suggested it a little bit publicly. If you're going to do this, the president of the United States should do it. He should give a speech to the nation. The way this works in America is Joe Biden goes on television, all the networks, and appeals to the American public and says, I need the money. I need you to urge your congressman or woman to give us the money. We must have this money to fight this war, or we will have no choice but to send our own troops in, and I really don't want to do that. And if he has the balls to go on TV and ask the American public for that and threaten American voters and the American public with killing our kids— if he's got the balls to do that, at least I can respect him for being honest, but not sending Lloyd Austin to some backroom meeting that they classify so nobody can speak about it publicly. And then they have to secretly leak it to Tucker Carlson, who puts it out there. And I absolutely believe this bombshell. Wholeheartedly, absolutely believe it. Don't even think twice about it. I'm never giving it a second thought. Zero, absolutely zero. All right, on to sports, brought to you by Back 9 Development. Our friends at Back 9 Development are your custom home builder. Whether it's a development project over a piece of land that you know about, have, or would like to acquire, or you want to build your custom home, Back 9 Development has a beautiful portfolio of projects that you can see on their website. Then make the call to TJ Vilkanskis and say, TJ, I heard, I heard you're my guy. I heard your service, your execution, and your commitment to detail 
is unsurpassed because Kevin says so, and it's true. You're going to love his portfolio. Take a look at it. Back9development.com. TJ Vilkanskis and his team would love to meet with you about your dream. 785-236-0161. Bstock.net. I spoke with my buddy Chris over there today or yesterday and said, he said, Kevin, stop with the iPads. They're gone. Your listeners bought every single one of them. <laughs> I said, hey, sorry. So they keep calling. I said, once you put a podcast up, if it's Wednesday's podcast, I mentioned the iPads. Well, some people today are going to listen to Wednesday's podcast, so I can't change that. He said, I know, I know. We'll deal with it when they call. He said, we have other tablets. We have great deals on other tablets that are similar to the iPads. We have other great deals. We'll steer them in that direction if they're really looking for a tablet. We'll find the right thing for them, and it might actually be cheaper. But the thing you're talking about, they're gone. What's not gone is the 70-inch TVs for $399. The TU 7,070-inch for Christmas for $399. That's just ridiculous. It's all at bstock.net. 14680 South Flaming Road. And Buck Roofing and Buck Disposal. Buck Disposal is online at buckdisposal.com. If you're trying to clean out your basement, I talked to a friend who's got some parents that may be selling their home and cleaning out 50 years worth of stuff. And most of it, to be honest, is not stuff we should keep. It's trash. He's like, yeah, I think maybe me and my brother will have to just take all it. I said, call Buck. They'll bring a container. Don't call that 800-got-whatever company. They charge you an arm and a leg. And, and then they turn around and take some stuff from you that they resell and make money doing that, they should just come get your junk for nothing. So if you can't sell it on Facebook Marketplace, it's trash. Dump it. Ron Buck will come take your stuff. BuckDisposal.com, 913-242-7695. On to sports, Kansas-Missouri on Saturday. Big game at Allen Fieldhouse. Missouri is 7-2. and two. They've won four in a row. Missouri Tigers beat Wichita State last Sunday. They got a full week of rest in practice. Coaching could come into play here if Dennis Gates is on his game. It's a full week of practice, preparation, scouting for Kansas. They should know the Jayhawks inside and out. They've had all week long. Sean East is the leading scorer for Missouri. He's got to have a big game in this game. Kansas will try to slow him down. There's others. Nick Honor's playing great. There's, Tigers are playing better. They had hiccups. They weren't great early. They're a pretty big underdog in this game, but mostly because it's, it's at Allen Fieldhouse. KU's better than Missouri, but it doesn't matter in basketball. We've seen things happen. Tough part is where the game is. Kansas is number two in the country, eight and one. They played Kansas City on Tuesday night, and they slept, walked through most of it, but got their win. Hunter Dickinson is averaging 20 points and 12 rebounds a game, but Kevin McCullough is shooting and scoring more this year, and he's just looking like a tremendous player, averaging 19 a game. Kansas has been the team, and I'll play a clip here. Kansas has been a team this year that when it's mattered most, they played their best. Now, obviously, you know, they've had a loss and a hiccup, but they they the lights came on against Kentucky. The lights came on against UConn. They get the job done, and they're impossibly difficult to beat at home. Everyone knows that. Danny Klinkscale joins me every Thursday for something we call Between the Lines 2.0. For the patrons at KKHI, our complete podcast from yesterday is up, and it's it's ready for you to listen to. If you want to become a patron, you can hear all of it. We talked about a wide variety of things, the Chiefs, the golf ball rollback. We talk a lot of golf and things like that. But we spent a good deal of time talking about the KUMU game. And every now and then I take a little clip from that patron podcast of Danny because he's insightful and he's interesting to give you an idea of what it sounds like because we used to do this together back in the day from time to time. We even play the same theme music. It's all part of the patron program that you can become a patron for the holidays this year. Give yourself a present. Become a patron at kkasissues.com. Here's Danny Klinkscale. I asked him 
about Missouri's chances, and he likes Missouri's team this year. Sounds like he's just a little worried about the venue. It, it looks to me like Dennis Gates is going to, you know, be a consistently good coach who's going to get talent and, and have a good program, and whether that translates into being able to compete in Allen Fieldhouse. It's probably bad timing. Missouri didn't have a team that could compete with Kansas the last couple times, and now they probably do, but the game's at Allen Fieldhouse. So uh, we know how that goes. I don't really remember a year where it was as pronounced with Kansas that I that the way they play is predicated on who their opponent is. They've done this in the past, but not maybe as much as this year. I mean, they're sitting there with an eight-point lead against Kansas City the other night, and they've had a couple of games like that. A lot of teams around the country are like that. I've just not really remembered Kansas being as much like that. But when they play UConn, when they play Kentucky, when they're playing somebody and they bring it, wow, are they good. And I suspect we're going to see that version of the Jayhawks, aren't we? I think we are. I guess the only issue would be that Kansas has played several big games already this year. And they just played you know, a really big one against UConn where they – most of the people in attendance and Bill Self said it was maybe the best atmosphere they've ever had at Kansas. Now, that's, considering some of the Missouri games in the past, that sounds uh, a little bit, you know, maybe of hyperbole. But when you're talking about, you know, I, Missouri gets the fans juiced up. And uh, especially since I'm sure there'll be Missouri fans who are friends of the Kansas fans, et cetera, who feel like, hey, you know, we've sort of arrived as a program. We're pretty good. Uh, so, you know, I think it, I think all of the things that play into the world of younger people these days add up to, I think, playing down to your competition. Um, if you're around your fellow students, if you pay attention to social media, I mean, there are going to be all kinds of indicators that, hey, you're playing Kansas City tonight. I'm not even going or, or you know, whatever. So uh, I think that that's, you know, that's the nature of it. And I think the crowd reflects that sometimes and so the players probably do too that's danny clinkscale he joins me for between the lines 2.0 every single thursday for the patrons at kkhi we also had lee sterling on with his patrons only selection that he gives away free every thursday during football season so it's pretty cool stuff here's what i'll say about this game i think it's going to be up and down the floor i think it's going to be high scoring i don't think missouri is going to get blown out but i think they're going to trail much of the game they might get a lead somewhere in there I'm not sure I care what the number is. I'm going to bet the over. As I think Kansas is going well into the 80s and maybe 90-something. I just I think this is going to be two teams that throw caution to the wind and go up and down the floor, and it's going to get wild. And I think they'll get caught up in the emotion. I think they'll make shots. I think there could be some easy baskets. I just don't see any possibility that this is some sort of a 61-58 game. I just don't know how that could be. There's going to be too much adrenaline, too much emotion, too much wild emotion, raw emotion around this game. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to say Kansas wins by nine. They could be up by 15 at some point. It could get close. I don't know. We'll say by nine. Maybe it's a five-point game with five minutes to go. I don't think that's any shocker to take Kansas in this game because they don't lose at home. But I think it's going to be wild and entertaining and high scoring. I think Missouri's even going to score big numbers here too against the Kansas Jayhawks. So what would a nine-point be? Let's go. How about 88-79? Is that a nine-point win? I'll go 88-79, Kansas. Put that one on the books. If that's dead-on accurate, I will play it back for you on Monday. I promise you that. Chiefs and Buffalo on Sunday. We'll talk with Lee Sterling about the line on this one in just a little bit. Chiefs are 8-4, and four, Buffalo's 6-6. Six and six. The Chiefs have lost three out of five. 
Buffalo's coming off a bye. All six losses by the Bills this year have been six points or less. We know that about these teams. When they lose, they lose close. Here's why. Neither one of these quarterbacks is worth a damn at taking care of the football. Patrick Mahomes has always been the player that can do the sloppy, stupid stuff and still win. He's always been that guy. The Chiefs are no longer that offense. The Chiefs need a little Marty Schottenheimer in them. You can't turn it over. Chiefs are the kind of team that when they get to the playoffs, people can write them off, say they can't win this thing. But if they play three straight games in the playoffs where they don't turn the ball over, they're going to have a parade. I'm telling you right now. I've never talked about turnovers with the Chiefs under Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's not really mattered. There have been plenty of games where they lost the turnover margin by two and won by 10 points. They've been that team. They're no longer that team. Chiefs lose the turnover battle Sunday. They lose the game. And I don't know how much Andy stresses that or if he's starting to now because he really hasn't that much in the past. It's sort of been organic. They know it. But he just accepts with Patrick Mahomes in the offense that we're going to make some sloppy mistakes. We're going to have some false starts. We're going to hold. We're going to throw an interception or fumble a football. We're going to do razzle-dazzle, maybe bobble one. He accepts it. My God, the greatest play in the Super Bowl last year was what? Tony's punt return? He never should have tried to field the ball. He went sprinting up at the thing and grabbed the punt out of the air like a half an inch off the ground. That was so close to just being a complete muff and a law. At that point, the game's over. Chiefs lose. If he muffs that. It was the most dangerous thing he could possibly do. And it turned out to be a positive play. So Andy Reid says, go make good plays and I'll live with the mistakes when you get overly aggressive. That needs to change with this offense. With this offense. My opinion, some of it just needs to be the play calling. There's a time you call a running play and Mahomes shouldn't be checking into dangerous plays. He shouldn't. If you're in a run play, check into a different run play. Or something safe and similar. I, I just, I don't, I just don't see it. I think they need to calm down a little bit. The Bills and Josh Allen, this guy's a turnover machine. He's got a turnover in eight straight games. I mean, Josh Allen fumbles. He gets hit in the pocket and fumbles. He throws, he'll throw seven or eight passes. You're like, my God, that's the most beautiful looking passer in the NFL. Then he just throws it right to you. Listen, if there's no turnover Sunday for either team, I think the Chiefs win. If each team has one, I think the Chiefs win. If they tie and each team has two, it depends on what kind of turnovers they are. If one is a strip sack on your own nine-yard line and gives up an easy touchdown, you're probably beat. It depends on what part of the field they're on and time of game and things like momentum and things like that. This game, and I never say this about the Chiefs, this game is all about turnovers. If Buffalo comes to Kansas City and does not turn the ball over, you're not going to like Monday. You probably won't listen to Monday's podcast because the Chiefs ain't beating the Bills unless they get the ball unless it's a clean game and there's no turnovers. I, I just expect the Chiefs to turn it over every game now. I just do. Prove me wrong. Go out there, play a game, don't turn it over. I dare you. Chiefs have not been that. They are now the team that cannot overcome turnovers. They have always been the team that does overcome turnovers. They have no chance of overcoming those now. They're just not that team. Patrick Mahomes said this week, quote, they asked him about being 8-4 and four and in such dire straits. I've been on a team that was 6-4 and four and ended up winning the Super Bowl, Mahomes said. He's right. Chris Jones says of this week and where the Chiefs are, quote, it's a critical situation, unquote. I believe that's true. How critical is it for Buffalo? Well, they're 6-6. Six and six. They can clearly still make the playoffs with a good finish. And when you have a stud quarterback, you can run in the playoffs, even on the road. You can go and you can win. Anybody can do it with a great quarterback. 
Josh Allen has the ability to go play three games in the postseason without a turnover. They'll make the Super Bowl. It's the same thing. How desperate are they to win this game? The Bills? Vaughn Miller's playing. Vaughn Miller during the bye week, Buffalo's coming off a bye, was arrested for domestic violence and assault in Dallas and could be facing third-degree felony assault conviction of a pregnant woman. That's Tyree Kill stuff when Tyree Kill was in college. Vaughn Miller's a scumbag. Somehow he gets away with it. The Bills are basically degenerates and desperate. The general manager said, well, you hate to see a person in this situation, but we have to allow due process. Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, you know, in Manhattan, they kick a basketball player off because maybe something happened and there's no charges anywhere. No, I mean, it's just, it's bizarre world we live in. But you know what this is about. It's pro sports. He's not in jail. They got to win this game. So Vaughn Miller's going to play. And Buffalo's desperate. If you want, if you don't know what a desperate football, you think the Packers were desperate last Saturday night. See, the Packers are improving. That's different. I don't think they fancy themselves, hey, we could win the Super Bowl. And if we don't fix this thing this year, we've blown a whole season. I think they look at their team like, man, we're growing. We're learning who we are now and we're getting better. And they were anxious to play the Chiefs. It was a barometer and they circled the game. Buffalo, that's just a wounded animal. That's a very capable football team that is backed in a corner and they got a rabid teeth. They got foam coming out their mouth. They are desperate. Von Miller is facing third degree felony assault of a pregnant woman charges and he's playing. Where's the NFL on this? Why haven't they stopped this? This Justin Ross guy for the Chiefs is still ineligible to play, right? <laughs> Von Miller's going to play? Complete and total desperation. You got a wounded animal coming into Arrowhead Stadium. This could absolutely get wild. All right, Lee Sterling's going to join us. We're going to go over the lines. want to thank our friends over at Cross Kitchens KC. They're Kansas City's remodeler. They're awesome. Unbelievable sponsor of the show. Window World, the original sponsor of this show. And the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs, simply the best for less. And Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC. These guys are my, my faves. They're all locked right in. We really appreciate all they do for the podcast. They're incredible sponsors. They're good friends and wonderful people. Any sponsor that you would like to support this holiday season for goods or services, they're all at the KKList.com. The KKList.com. Check it out. And it's more than just our sponsors. There's more than that. There's some businesses and companies that are on there that are just part of the KK List. So check that out. If you get a chance, now it's time for Lee Sterling and your point spread picks right here on Kevin Keatsman has issues. Hit it. The KK has issues. Conversation is presented by Joslyn's jewelry, 95th and Antioch or online at joslynsjewelry.com. We got the Sultan of South beach here, baby. And we got a lot to talk about as the NFL is heating up the playoff races on, and he's got a December to double down on this month for all of our listeners here at Kevin Keatsman has issues. Hello, Mr. Sterling. How are you, sir? I'm good for this AFC race is crazy. I mean, so many teams, you know, still have a shot to make the playoffs. So many teams have quarterback injuries and so many teams still have a chance to be the number one seed. So, there's a lot of great football, a lot of big games. I mean, look at it. You guys have a big game, the Chiefs this weekend, the Dolphins. We got to finish up playing Dallas. We got to then travel to Baltimore and then home the last week to Buffalo. So every team, in, I mean, Baltimore's schedule is difficult. Jacksonville, which everyone thought, hey, they might sneak under the radar and get the number one seed. They lost their quarterback for, I think, 
not just a week. I think it's going to be a couple weeks, and uh, anything can happen. That's what makes it fun. It'll get wild. We'll get to the picks in a couple of moments before yeah. we uh, learn more about your special. I, I like to spring things on you every now and then because I know you handle them deftly, Lee. I, I know how well you handle this. <laughs> try. I, was, I try. <laughs> I was reading the New York Post. Yes, not reading the New York Post. I saw a story from the New York Post on Twitter, and I opened the link. And I was reading it, and it said, men are having less sex because of legalized sports gambling. And it was a very interesting <laughs> read. Under age 30, this is unbelievable. Yep. Under age 30, 50% of single men in America have not been on a date in the last year. Ergo, they've not had sex in the last year. And they don't care. They don't care. They're not interested in going to bars and meeting women. They get together, they buy beer, they sit on the sofa, they watch football, and they bet on their phones. This story was unbelievable about they've been raised on video games, they've been on devices mm -hmm. since they were three years old, and now they're dysfunctional adults that aren't even interested in women. They're sitting at home betting on sports as packs of guys. What the hell are we doing? I, I think it's true. I mean, <laughs> I, so I have two daughters, 24 and 26. So just by, you know, I was in New York City, went to a bunch of games last weekend and I talked to their friends and unless they have girlfriends, yeah, even the ones that do, they are gambling on sports, team of games are on their phones, constantly gambling, they're playing video games. They are doing fantasy football. Fantasy football is huge. And we're not talking about just being in one or two leagues. I know some that are in four and five leagues. Right. I mean, I'm in two leagues and I think that's a lot. So, you know, that and gambling. So, I mean, there's just so much more on their plate. They're so distracted. And uh, now with AI, I mean, I just saw uh, something on, on uh, I was just reading an article and also seeing on TV. Guys, they think they have AI girlfriends. Turns out they think they're real girlfriends. They're AI, just totally made up. So, <laughs> well, it went on, to, crazy it went on to say young women and even married women, their biggest complaint is that their yeah. husband is always on their phone. And they believe yep. most of what he's doing on there is either gambling or gambling research or looking at scores of something that he's bet on. And they do this late at night while watching TV. They do it in bed before going to sleep. And it has cut off the sex lives of marriage couples because of sports gambling. Yep. Women are complaining about it. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Not you and I, brother. Not you no, and I. No, There's a time and I'm a place so for everything. <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. And the right, time to right. join ParamountSports.com is this December because now through the end of the month, everything, double down December, just two forty seven. Tell everybody what they're getting for that. So you're going to get four weeks of NFL. We've only had two losing Sundays, which is incredible. I just think that because there's you know, fewer teams and because the injury reports, except for that one time Joe, Joe Burrow wasn't on there and he played and we lost that game, you know, I think it helps you you know, better define who's going to play for how long and the matchups, figure those out. So college football has been a little bit tougher. You know, they only, I think it's the Big Ten, only releases it on Saturday morning, who's available. So I think eventually they're going to have to do something along those lines and supply the public with more honest injury reports if they want to have more gambling money go their way. So that that's one thing. But uh, like I said, four weeks of NFL, you're going to get, Total of 36 bowl games. We'll probably have something between 20 and 24 games. We'll have selections on. We've had some incredible bowl seasons. So everything college football and the NFL through December 31st, normally 447 just $247, one place, ParamountSports.com. 
Awesome stuff. You can also call Lee at 800-400-9741. In a bit, we're going to get his game of the week. It's Dallas, Philadelphia. He's going to tell you a little bit about that, and you can get that one free by calling his number. Let's start in the AFC, where the Colts are a one-point favorite over a surprisingly good Cincinnati team with their new quarterback. What do you think about the Colts and the Bengals? I thought they were going to have a nice... Now, did I think Jake Browning was going to complete almost every single pass? No. But I thought he would be much better, and he was great. I mean, he had a game (laughs) of, not decade, probably going to be of his career. So they really responded to Cincinnati. They were a 10-point underdog. They won the game outright. Now they got to play in the short week. Playing an Indianapolis team, I think still under the radar. Gardner Minshew, he came in, and what has he done uh, in his new now starting role? Well, he's led them to four straight wins and covers. They're 7-5. and Whereas last year they were four, twelve, and one. People don't realize this, but they've scored twenty-seven points in five of the last six games, and also recorded forty-two sacks on the season. Number number two in the NFL behind Cleveland. So I think Cincinnati had that was their game, that was their season, and yeah, they still like to make the wild card. But I think they know deep down, you know, they're probably not going to go very far. Indianapolis. One of these teams is just still under the radar. And how about the line? Line was minus three Indianapolis before that game Monday night. And then after Cincinnati, Jake Browning's performance went down to one. So I think you're getting value here. I like Indianapolis here, 24-17. All right. Cleveland Browns are a three-point favorite against Jacksonville. They hope to get Trevor Lawrence back by the playoffs, uh, but he's certainly not going to play this week for Jacksonville. I know. They're listening to this question. Well, there's no way he plays. He can't even walk. I think they're looking at best two, three weeks. That is a, I thought it was a major sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, and those are usually a month or more. So they've got some real problems as far as I'm concerned. Jacksonville's offense, uh, without him and Christian Kirk, I don't know how they're going to score much. And then Let's factor in weather. It's going to be cold, rainy, and windy. I mean, high 30s, mid 30s, you know, 15 to 20 mile an hour winds, raining uh, for most of the game, it looks like. And, you know, Cleveland knows how to play in it. This is the first game that Jackson will be playing the entire season in bad weather. Also, Joe Flacco, I thought he looked fine. I mean, at least he gives them some down the field threat that the other team has to respect. And then they'll run the ball a lot. They have the seventh-best ground game. They have two capable running backs, even with Chubb out here. They might put in Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker once they get inside the 10, you know, do some type of package to try to push the ball in there. So, I mean, three points at home against a team that clearly understands they're not going to get the home field advantage here. Um, and be the number one seed. I like Cleveland here, 23-13. I do too. I think, yes, I say 17 points, I think wins it probably for Cleveland in this one. We both agree on that. The Baltimore Ravens are a big favorite over the Rams. The Rams have been surging a little bit. Are they getting better, or has it been schedule-driven and they've just won some games? I, I think it's more schedule-driven. And looking at them, I mean, their defense. Dave Aaron Donald on defense. After that, they just don't have many players that are above average. So they're going to have trouble big time with Lamar Jackson. How good has Baltimore been? Well, <laughs> they are 18-1 versus NFC opponents with Lamar Jackson. This year at home, they've beaten the Texans by 16, Lions by 32, and Seahawks by 34 points. I love the way they moved in Zay Flowers and Keaton Mitchell at wide receiver and running back gives them a lot more speed which they didn't have on their offense in past years and also they're they're 
defense. I mean, second-ranked pass defense. They're deep at cornerback with Marlon Humphrey and Demarion Williams coming back. Number one scoring defense. And just think that John Harbaugh off the bye, one of the toughest to beat here. I like Baltimore here, 34-17. The Miami Dolphins against Tennessee. The Dolphins are a big favorite here, 13-and-a-half. Looks like the kind of team the Dolphins usually handle. It does, and they're eventually going to have a tough, tough end up uh, with three games against Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. But the next two games, this game, and then also the last week when they play, next week when they play the Jets, should be pretty easy here. Biggest problem for Tennessee is they lost their best defensive player, star defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons. He is out, so without him, they also lost their punter, reliable Ryan Stonehouse, to a leg injury. Um, you know, they, this is a team that just. This defensively is just not good enough to stop Miami, which has won six of the last nine games by 14 or more points. Seems like they really have discovered themselves. They're going to have to beat someone good eventually, but uh, this is not even an average team. Miami offense averaging over 32 points per game, first in passing in total yards here. And Tennessee ranks second to last in takeaways here. Miami big again here. 35-17. Well, Lee Sterling likes the favorites. Something tells me he's about to change that trend. Kansas City is a slight favorite over the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you wish this was a playoff game. Regular season, Buffalo has been much better against Kansas City. So, I was just shocked that Kansas City had no fire that game against Green Bay. Green Bay, you know, it was a do-or-die game. I understand that, but Kansas City, you know, hung in there, had a chance to tie at the end, but that's not good enough. They've got to play with more fire in their belly here. Buffalo coming off the bye. This is a must-win game at 6-6. Six and six. They lose this game. I think they're pretty much done here. So I did not like their defense first part of the season, but I do think it's getting better. They lost one of their best linemen on defense. They lost their best linebacker and their best cover corner. Looks like their defense is start, starting to really learn how to play uh, with those defensive replacements here. bunch of other teams sitting right in the middle, right just barely ahead of them, the Steelers, Browns, and Colts uh, without their quarterback. At least they do have their quarterback here. And how about this? Buffalo is 6-6, six and six, but they're plus 101 points scored more than their opponents, while Kansas City is plus just 67 with an 8-4 and four record. So, you know, there's a couple nagging injuries on Buffalo also, uh, but uh, don't seem like those guys will probably play in Kansas City. Uh, not 100% on defense here. One score game. I mean, it's probably one of those games goes right down to the end again. Both Buffalo's getting two and a half. I like Buffalo, 28 27. Yeah, hard one to bet. It's just, you feel like it's yeah. going to come down to a field goal at the end. Whichever, toughest, whichever, toughest whichever team that is, it is. It's just exactly. Right. And it might come down, you know, to one, one official's call. The officiating yeah. has been horrendous this year, maybe the worst ever. An official's call, a. You know, it could come down to one play. Do you, do you want to have your money dependent on that? I don't. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement at this point. Everything in the NFL needs to be reviewable and put it on the coaches. Give them a certain amount right. of challenges a game and just you got to save one for the end. If the Chiefs had saved one the other night, they could have used it for pass interference against yep. Valdez-Scantling, but you got to make that part of your strategy. Put all... Put all of the weight on the coach's shoulders with this, but say anything is reviewable. I just even holding everything holding has gotten absolutely out, out of control. I agree. I mean, there's guys. I I saw eight or ten instances where defensive linemen have learned how to fake like they're being held. Yep, no doubt. I 100 yep. agree with you. It's like it's like flopping in right. soccer. It's gotten crazy, no question. Yep. All right, the game of the week. If you want this one free, you can call Lee Sterling right now. 800-400-9741 is the phone number. Eight hundred. 
800-941-9741. This is a beauty right here, Dallas and Philly. Philly's on the road at Dallas. Cowboys trying to make some noise. The line is three and a half. Big game. I mean, both these two teams needed desperately. First five callers, I'm going to give it to them for free. First five callers get Dallas and Philly on me. Call 800-400-9741. I think there's a clear right side winner in this game. Studied this game. You want to get it for free. 800-400-9741. And don't wait. I mean, we are just, just rolling. Don't wait until, you know, we get to the playoffs and say, I need help. This is the month, four weeks of the NFL. We've only had two losing Sundays. All the college bowls to December 31st, that's the majority of them, 36 of them. Lower the price, only 447 just $247. One place, ParamountSports.com. Let's go get them, buddy. Sounds good. All right, here's Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, or give him a call right now if you want to get that Dallas-Philly game absolutely free. That's 800-400-9741. He is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less, online at WindowsKansasCity.com. The New Car Image, online at thenewcarimage.com. Gift cards available for the holidays. Get your car detailed and qualify for a free ceramic coating on the exterior. Call 816-499-1470 or log on to thenewcarimage.com. And Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. See what's inside and don't wait. When you need a scan, immediately. Advanced medical imaging is the way to go. Do not wait six weeks in your hospital chain. Do it today or tomorrow. Why wait? Call Advanced Medical Imaging at 785-856-0224 or log on to medimageks.com. Lee Sterling liked a whole lot of favorites, but not the Chiefs. Here we go. He takes Indy over Cincinnati. He liked the Cleveland Browns. I like this play a lot. I like Cleveland at home getting uh, laying three against a Jacksonville team that could be reeling, just lost at home to Cincinnati. Baltimore minus seven. I'm not the biggest fan of that one. I think the Rams are playing better, and I don't. Baltimore beats the living daylights out of bad teams. I know that happens. I, I thought the Rams were a bad team, but I've, I've sort of rethought it. I think they've made a comeback, and they're a little bit better, and I think somehow they stay within a touchdown. Maybe they backdoor this one or something. I don't know, but I'd, I think I'd take the Rams and the points. Dolphins minus 13 and a half against Tennessee is what Lee Sterling takes. And he's got Buffalo. He said, take the points. The game is a coin toss. It'll probably come down to a field goal. And I could tell in his inflection, his voice, that will not be part of his service. He is not putting the Kansas City Buffalo game on his service this week. I think we all agree going in that this looks and smells like a field goal game with the Chiefs and the Bills, that it's going to come down to the wire and somebody's going to be lining up with 12 seconds left and kicking a field goal to win it or go to overtime, or maybe win it or lose it. And I think that's most people's thinking. The exception to that will not be the Chiefs, you know, getting beat in this game, the Bills pounding the Chiefs. The exception to that would be the Chiefs have been oh so close, and we just haven't known it, and the switch gets flipped. And they go win this game 34-20. That's the exception to the field goal thing. So because of that, I, I, don't, I just don't think there's any chance – that with five minutes to go, the Chiefs don't have a chance to win this game and cover this spread. I think there is a chance, maybe about a 10 or 15% chance, that Buffalo, with five minutes to go, doesn't really have a chance to win the game. So for that reason, I'm taking the Chiefs and laying the points because it's not three. It's one and a half to two and a half, depending on where you bet it. So I like that. He'll give you his thoughts on Dallas, Philadelphia, if you want to call him, toll free at 800-400-9741. I don't, I've just, I'm at the point like this. I don't think Philly's very good. I thought the Chiefs beat the living daylights out of Philly and just blew the game. 
I think of all the games this year that they've blown, like the the Denver thing, I can sort of live with. They played crappy. They fumbled it. They committed turnovers. Uh, it's a division game. Denver's defense, all that. They outplayed Philadelphia almost all night and lost the game. I mean, there was you just watch the teams all night long. You're like, wow, the Chiefs are better than Philadelphia. And Dallas has just been killing everybody in Dallas. So I don't care about the hook on this one. I don't care if it's three and a half or six and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I think the Cowboys are about to throw a party at the Eagles' expense. Not sure what Lee's pick is. you got to call him to find out what he's thinking. That's my thoughts on that game. 800-400-9741. We always appreciate Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joining us right here before the weekend in football at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.